0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Come on, what's going on, church family? How you feeling? You feeling good? I know you're feeling good. Man, wasn't worship amazing? We are so blessed. I want to give honor where honor is due. Pastor Randy and the worship team and the band... You guys do such a spectacular job of just setting the tone every single time we gather. And it matters, y'all. It prepares our hearts to receive the word the right way. Because you come in here, you know how it is. You come in carrying a bunch of stuff and dealing with a lot of stuff. And it's just amazing how when you get into an atmosphere of worship, it just kind of straightens your mind out. You start thinking right again. You put things in perspective. And so... Uh, I honor our worship team today, our band. Thank you for uh, putting in the time and the effort. If you don't know, they practice like hours for what happens every Sunday. They don't just show up on a Sunday morning and just, no, that's, I don't know how to play the guitar. So that's what it came across as. I'm sorry for all the amazing guitar players. That's how I play my kids little pretend guitars. But They play them much better. Hey, I just believe, and I say this every time that I I get the opportunity, that you better be careful what you pray for when you get in the presence of the Lord. Because you just might get what you ask for. So I hope that you came expecting today. I hope that you came with an open heart and an open mind. And here's what I know. Some of you called upon that very name last night. And the Astros won. (laughs) Now, let's be honest, I, I've not read in my Bible where he really cares what happens with the Astros. But they did win, and I'm going to be so cliche right now. This is like, but you know why cliches are cliches? Just because they are true, right? So, here, here if you, some of you men that love the Astros, we had guys coming in today with like orange jackets on, like legit in Astros socks. It was awesome. But some of you grown men screamed like 12-year-old little boys when Jordan Alvarez hit that ball over the center field fence last night. And so here's all I want to tell you. Here's my cliche, that if you're going to scream that loud for a baseball that goes over the fence, that you better acknowledge when God does something amazing in your life. Come on. I'm not even talking about now. I'm talking about when he opens a door in your life that you've been praying about. Just stop in that moment and celebrate like a 12 year old little kid would on Christmas and just thank him. Enough about the Astros and about them winning the World Series. We won't talk about the Longhorns winning. I won't discuss, I won't dive into any of that. We're going we're to move right past the fact that they won. Um, and they're, you know, praise the Lord, but let's move past that because nobody cares about that. The Longhorns won. Um, we're going to get past that. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> yeah, all oh, great. Uh, we're going to have a good time today in the Lord. I can already tell. Have you ever been in a season of life where these are not the best seasons of life either? I'm just going to warn you from the be- from the beginning of our time together that you, you've prepared for them. You've You've planned things to go a certain way, like you've built it up in your mind, and it could be something that you've built up for years and years and years, or it could be something new, but just a season of life where you planned for something, and it didn't turn out the way that you thought that it was going to turn out. I'm talking about the seasons of life where you were like pumped that it was going to go one direction, only to find out and have life slap you in the face, and it was something not at all what you had in mind. Maybe, maybe it was a relationship, maybe a marriage, maybe a semester in college, maybe it was a, a business venture, or maybe it was the handling of your finances, and now you're in a place where you're like, How? this is not what I planned for. This is not what I anticipated. I had it all planned out. I did the right thing to plan, but my plan didn't come to fruition the way that I thought it was. A place where, where now... There are more questions than there are answers, a place where you find yourself picking yourself up by your bootstraps, trying to figure out where you're going to go from here. I'm talking about a season in life where you found yourself making this statement. Well, I guess it's back to square one. I guess we're, I guess we're back to the drawing board of life here. Uh, we're just going to get the whiteboard out and everything that I had planned, I, I mean, woo, it was going to be so Good. But let's just get the eraser and just start. And now we're back to square one, trying to figure out. And here's the thing. When you're, when you're a teenager, when you're 18, when you're 20, you can work through some of this. But when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, and you find yourself back at square one, you're dealing with, with some major hurt some major trauma, some major issues that you're trying to figure out how to get through. And and, and I think if you've ever found yourself asking that question and found yourself back at square one in a situation that you never saw coming, I think the only thing to do now is ask this question, how can I ensure that this time won't be like last time? Right? Like, What can I do now that we're back at square one and I'm having to pick myself up by my bootstraps, I'm having to start over, I'm having to begin again. How can I ensure that this time won't end up like the last time? That I won't have the same pain and the same frustrations and the same anger because what I know is that I can't deal with what I dealt with last time I don't have the capacity to carry that any I can't do it again in fact if I were to have to do it again I'm not sure that I could and here this is not a prophetic word this is just simple numbers in the room and people watching online there are many of you in this room that find yourself in this very situation that you are back at square one trying to figure out how to move forward and how to do life in a different way than what you used to do it because what happened then will not work to move forward. And I think there's, there's two components to this, to making sure that this time won't be like that time. And, and I really don't have time to, to spend a, a bunch of time on both of them, so I'm going to give you the first one, and then we'll dive into the second one more closely here today. But the first one is this, when, when, you're, when you're back at square one, I think the first way to move forward and ensure that today is not like yesterday is this, is that you've got to own your part in it. Whatever your part in that relationship was, or the way that you, you handled a certain situation, you have to come to the understanding that it's generally not all their fault. Now, sometimes it is, and I understand that. There's some... There's some major situations that you had nothing to do with. But a lot of times, for 95% of the things that we struggle with and the frustrations in life, we can come back to this idea that I had some part to play in the frustration, in the anger, in the feelings that I'm dealing with right now. And, and what's great is we, we human beings are amazing, aren't we, at blaming other people? man. Some of y'all do, you can put your hands on your hips just like that, you turn. It doesn't work as well if you don't turn this foot out like that, you know, but it, it just feels better, right, when you do it. And we can find faults with everybody else, but it's really, really hard to look in the mirror and admit that we did something, that we, we, we played a part in something, and somehow, in some shape or form of why we're in the situation we are today is because of us. So you got to own it. we got to be able to look in the mirror and recognize that I had a little part in this, if we're going to make sure that this time is not like last time. and the second part, we're going to dive into this as well uh, more closely, but the second component today is is dealing with the other person or the other group or or, or the other party that played uh, in, in this situation of you having to start over in life. You finding yourself back at square one, Uh, we're going to deal with and talk about the part that they are really to blame for this. The fact that they really did hurt you. The part that they played in the betrayal. The part that they they played in the breaking of your trust. The the part that they played in in not coming through for you when they said that they were going to be there for you and they, they weren't. The reality of the lies that they told you week after week or maybe even year after year in other words, we're going to talk about the part that this other person or this other party played, maybe in a marriage, having to start completely over, or in your finances being ruined, or whatever. You plug and play that situation, but, but here, here's, here's the one thing that I know. The one thing in this is that even though they are to blame for some of this, maybe even most of where you are, having to start over back at square one. Here, here's, here's the deal. Even in all of that, you and I still have a responsibility in terms of what to do with this now. We still hold responsibility in our hands because if we don't deal with what has happened to us, the betrayal, the hurt, the anger that came from the hurt, if you, don't, if you choose not to deal with this, You will enable those people that betrayed you, those people that you can't believe they did that to you. You will enable them and empower them to smuggle their problems into your future. So let me ask you this question. How how far into your future do you intend to carry the anger created from your past? How far... How far into the future and the plans that God has in store for you do you plan on carrying all of the anger or the anxiety or the fear from your past? Because if you don't plan to deal with it, if you don't plan to let it go in some form or fashion, if you don't plan to deal with it, you will carry it. And you will carry things into the now that you were never intended to carry. And if you keep carrying it, this next time will start looking like the last time. Rinse and repeat. Ten years later, you keep carrying it. The next time will continue to look like the last time. And you're going to be 80 years old, looking at yourself in the mirror, saying, how in the world did I get here? And it's because we never chose to deal with, With the frustrations and the anger of our past, we chose to carry it. How long, how long do you plan to allow the people that mistreated you, that betrayed you, that abandoned you, to influence your future? How much reach are you going to give them into this next season of your life? I think we have to come to this decision and make a decision that my past can remind me, but it won't define me. It can remind me of where I've come from, but it's not going to define the person that I am. And it's not going to define my future. I'm going to learn some lessons from my past, but I'm going to make sure that I don't do what was done to me. I'm going to make sure that I don't talk to people the way that I was talked to as a child. I'm going to make sure when I'm the boss that I'm not going to deal with people that work for me the way that they dealt with me. When I'm in a relationship, I'm going to make sure that I don't break trust the way that trust was broken in my last relationship. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. That the next, whatever is in your next season, guess what? Life happens to all of us. You're going to have enough junk to walk through in the next season that you and I don't have the capacity to be carrying all the junk from the last season into the new season, or you're going to be overwhelmed and overloaded. Maybe I'm just speaking to me today, but I don't have that capacity. My shoulders aren't big enough to carry that. My spirit's not big enough. i got too much junk to carry all of it from my entire life. And I, I, listen, I'm not by any means, am I belittling what you've walked through and what happened to you. Tr- please don't get this. Don't get that from what I'm talking about today. I, I understand that in this room, there is some, some major trauma and there's some steps that you have to take beyond hearing a pretty sermon. Tr- I, I promise I, I understand that. And there's some very necessary steps that some of you need to take if there's some major pain and trauma from your past. And we'll we'll talk about that as well. And we can point you, listen, if that's you and you need help, reach out to us. We can point you in some right directions of getting some outside help if that's something that you need. But here's the deal. You and I have been given the ability to make a decision. We've been given the ability to make a decision. To decide to deal with with what we're carrying and the choice whether we want to move on from it or not. Is it going to show up in my future time and time and time again? Because if I keep holding on to it, my next is going to look a lot like my last. And to ensure that, we've got to be willing to let go of the past so that the past can release you so that you can walk into everything that God has for you. And this all boils down to one really fun, exciting, easy word that we love when it comes in terms of God towards us. Oh, we love it. But when it comes from us to other people, (coughs) pump the brakes on forgiveness. I mean, I love it when I reach out to the Lord because I know what I did last week. Lord, I need you to forgive me, and he's quick to forgive. But when it comes to me forgiving somebody else, oh, well, I mean, you just don't know. I heard somebody say one time, forgiveness allows you to leverage the lessons from the past without having to carry it around and carry all the luggage from the past. It's what forgiveness does for us. It's it's through forgiveness that we begin the process. And it is a process of allowing the past to be the past. Watch what the Apostle Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 4. This is where it's going to start to get interesting. Chapter 4, verse 26. He says, In your anger, do not sin. So he knows that you're going to get mad. Thank you, Jesus. But it has a place and it needs to stay in its place. It's saying, don't let your anger get out of place. Don't sin when you're angry. There's a difference between being angry and sinning. And Paul is saying that it's got a place. Keep it in its place. In your anger, do not sin. And then he gives us insight into what our responsibility is when it comes to our angers and our frustrations. Here's what he said. Here's the decision that you and I have to make. We We get to decide. It says, Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And we like to use this with our spouse, like in marriage counseling, this is great. Don't let the sun go down, like we, we're gonna deal with this, right? He, but this is, this is what he's telling us. He's communicating hey, you have a part to play in this process. I know you were hurt. I know that you're dealing with some emotions right now, but you still have a part to play in this. At some point, you have the responsibility and need to decide how long you're going to carry this. And I almost titled this the message from this point right here, but I want to ask it to you this way. How many more sunsets are going to go down with you still carrying the same stuff that you've been carrying the last two months, three months, five years. How many more sunsets are going to take place and you still carry the same stuff? Five? Ten? 365? How many more sunsets? And this is a question that if you don't ask and start to try to work this process out, that five years from now, 10 years from now, you're gonna be exactly where you were the last time because you haven't chosen to, dealt, to deal with it. And he continues and he says this, Ephesians chapter four and 27, he says, and do not give, don't grant, don't give a gift To the devil, a foothold. Here's what he's saying. Listen, I want you to catch this. Don't give the devil a place to camp out, to set up a tent, to make a bonfire, bring all of his friends... Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't allow your anger to result in something that stays with you forever where your enemy has the ability to come and go as he wants and can set up shop in your life and wreak havoc season after season, week after week. (laughs) Don't give the enemy a foothold. Well, how do we keep that from happening? He says it's by dealing with it, not by sweeping it under the rug, we, you don't sweep things under the rug. We can't sweep things under the rug. That doesn't work. There just begins to be a pile under the rug. And it doesn't go away. It's there. And now it's a stumbling block. Every time you walk through the living room, you trip over it. When things go bump in the night, it's because you got junk in the trunk <laughs> or stuff under the rug. It's by deciding. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize the, the hurt. It's a process of dealing with some of the stuff that you're walking through. But at some point, you have to get to the point in your mind that says, how many, how many more sunsets are gonna take place? And you've gotta decide is it gonna be 10 more? Is it gonna be another week? Am I, okay, gone through some frustrating things in life, I'm hurt. I'm mad. I'm not happy about it. I should have never. This is not the way I planned it. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to waller in it. And it's okay. But put an end date on it. By the end of 2022, I'm going to walk into 2023 with a completely different mindset than what I had in 2022. I'm going to make a decision in my heart, in my mind, that I'm going to do something different. You and I have... We have a role to play in all of this. How many more sunsets will take place? It may take a while. It may take some counseling. may take some accountability. But I've decided that I'm going to move on. I'm going to move forward because I don't want to have my enemy in my house. <laughs> In my life, in my mind, in my heart. I don't wanna crack the door open and say, hey, you're welcome anytime you wanna come on in. And I know that doesn't seem fair. It's life, it's not fair. But I wonder today how many people will make the choice to slam the door closed on the enemy and say, no longer. No, you have had a foothold in my heart and in my spirit and in my mind for far too long. I'm going to make a choice and decide to deal with my frustrations and my anger so that you can't keep dealing with me every single night. I'm tired of sleepless nights. I'm tired of being frustrated week after week. I'm going to do something and move forward. Now the interesting, this is, this is pretty powerful. I want you to, to make sure you're, you catch this today. It's, it's, it's very powerful. The, the word devil here in the Greek, uh, the word that is used for devil can actually be translated as deceiver or liar or strategizer. So here's what I want you to catch this morning. I want you to look at your situation and look at this verse with that in mind. If you were to remove the term devil... And you put in the name of the person, the group of people that deceived you, that lied to you, that strategized against you. If you were to put their their name in that passage of scripture, this passage would make perfect sense to you. Now, I'm not saying they're the devil. That's, That's not what I'm saying. You're saying that, not me. I'm not saying that they're the devil. But I am saying, through the word of God, in your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. If you allow the sun to go down on your anger night after night, you're giving fill in the blank. That person, that group, that teacher, that attorney, that executive, your mom, your dad, whoever it is, the ex-spouse, you're giving them a foothold into your life. How many more sunsets will take place until you deal with it? That's the brilliance of this verse and it's what I want you to know about it is that I don't want to give the person that hurt me a foothold into my life any longer. A few verses later I love this He comes back Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 It says this, get rid of, again, this is a decision that you and I get to make, get rid of, take the trash out. Guess what happens if I choose not to take the trash out? Our main trash is in our kitchen. And if I don't take the trash out in the kitchen, do you realize the smell and the stench doesn't just stay in the kitchen? If you were to let it go, if sunsets, if a week of sunsets were to go down on my trash, a month of sunsets were to go down on my trash, a year If I just keep holding on to the baggage and the trash from the past, if I just keep letting sunsets take place, it doesn't just mess with the kitchen, now my entire house is affected because I didn't take the trash out. But it's my choice. But they hurt me, that's true, but it's my choice to get rid of it. I don't have to get rid of it, but this is our decision to make. This is our part to play. It says get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling. You don't want to fight me. <laughs> In every form of malice, Oh this is so much easier to read than it is to do. Amen. I know. I told you up front that this wasn't it's easy. It's easy to read, it's easy in principle to understand, but it's it's much more difficult to walk out because we're dealing with emotions and we're dealing with people and we're dealing with feelings. He says get rid of it. And then he says this be kind and compassionate to one another. And here's our word, this is the fun word, right? This is the easy word that's so, oh man, we love it when it's God towards us, but when it's us towards other people, he says, oh wait, forgive each other. Forgive each other. You know forgiving here simply means to pardon? Forgiveness is just a pardon. And a pardon is simply this. You're guilty, but I'm gonna let you off. And some of us struggle with the idea of forgiveness because we think that if we forgive, that it justifies what has been done to us. That we're saying, oh, that it didn't really happen. That I really, and it, I'm telling you, this is, I, I want you to understand my heart today. This is, this is why I'm, I'm reading this because I want you to understand that what happened to you is real and it hurts and it's painful and it was wrong. S- Forgiveness is not sweeping it under the rug. Forgiveness is acknowledging that you were hurt, that they were wrong in what they did to you and the part that they played, they were, they were absolutely wrong. But I just choose... Just choose to let you off. You're guilty. You're guilty of so much. You're guilty of taking the last 10 years of my life, you're guilty of taking my relationship with my kids. You're guilty of of taking the inheritance or the legacy that I was going to leave for my family. You are you're guilty. But I'm going to make a decision. It's not easy. I can't really even wrap my head around it. But I'm going to let you off. That's a pardon. And that's where many of us are today. In a place where, where we need to pardon someone, to admit that they hurt us, yes. And Paul says, Christians have a responsibility to pardon the people that have done wrong to them. And then as much as I want to just leave it there, because it's easier to leave it there, he takes it a step further. Now buckle up. Here's what he says. The bar gets raised for us. He says, forgive each other as Christ forgave you. You. Yeah, that's the part I like. Christ forgave me. Remember we talked about that? Yeah, forgive me, Lord. Yeah, that's good. Forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you, we were, we were guilty. But we couldn't repay. And the Lord knew that. So here's what he says. This is his message to us today, and this is what I want you, I hope that you get this from the message today, is it? I want you to pardon just the way that I have pardoned you. I know it hurts, but if you want to ensure that next time, that this time that you're walking into, I know you're back at the drawing board of life, and you're frustrated and you're mad that you're here at 50 years old, wondering, how in the world am I here? I had everything in place. This is supposed to be the, the years of my life where I, you know, I'm the happiest. And now I'm like, what is, what, how am I here? I know that's where you are. Everything has been erased and you're starting over. You're back at square one. But if you want to make sure that as you move forward, it's different than the last time, you've got to pardon some people in your life that have hurt you. We've got to learn to deal with the frustrations We're going to make a choice to not just sit around and wait for someone to come apologize to us because you know them. You know them that even if they know what they did, chances are they're not going to be big enough to come apologize to you. So instead, we're going to choose to go first so that we can go on. We're going to go first in this process because we don't want to be stuck spinning our wheels year after year, time after time. We choose and decide to go first so that we can go forward, so that we can walk into the next season of our life free and ready to take on everything that God has in store for us. So, I want to give you your homework while you're seated. I know your tricks can I tell you your tricks if I if I get you to stand up right now some of you gonna head for the exits (laughs) and I don't want you to miss this because this is a process because the stuff that you you're walking through some of the stuff is extremely painful I think it's, it's more than just saying Lord help me to forgive we need to put steps to that to start walking that out and the Lord will be quick to help you but you have a part to play in it you have a part to play in this and here's, here's one of the steps that I think would be amazing I don't know what it is and who you're thinking about right now that you're this frustration and the anger from your past that you need to pardon but I wonder Instead of just praying, Lord, help me forgive them, I wonder if sometime here in the next, maybe today, maybe this next week, you sit down by yourself and you just kind of start to make a list of the stuff that they need to be pardoned from in your life. And you look at it on paper. Well, I don't, I mean, it was my ex-spouse, I don't know. Yeah, you're going to be there a while. It's okay. It's okay, get it out. You need to see it. You need to see the things, not just, not all the stuff. Write it down on paper and look at it. And begin to pray over that list. You took the best years of my life. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be gut-wrenching for some of you. But once you start to see it and it becomes real to you, then you have a decision to make. I'm going to let it go. And if you need counseling, we can help you find a counselor. Whatever that looks like, we can help you in that next step. But you're going to decide, and, and if it's something if it's something that you can deal with quickly, I want you to put a timetable on it. That I'm not going to allow the enemy one more week. On Friday, I'm going to drop it. If you can, again, some of this stuff I understand is a long process, but if there's some minor things, some petty things that you've been allowing to crawl on your back and just get in your ear, I'm gonna deal with it. I'm gonna write it down and I'm gonna put a timetable on it, and then I'm not gonna let it affect me from that moment forward. That's your homework. Everybody got it? Did you take good notes? You're gonna have a pop quiz next Sunday. <laughs> Would you stand with me all across the room today? As we close our time, I know there's some of you in the room that are dealing with just being back at square one in life. And you're, you didn't intend to get there. You're not sure how you got there, but you're here. And you want to make sure that this next season is different than the last season. And if that's you, if you know that you've got some people or a person... That you need to start walking through this process of forgiveness towards every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just want to know who to pray for today. If that's you, would you just slip your hand in the air? Yeah. Wow. Lord, right now. God, I pray for my friends in this room today. God, Life stinks sometimes, and people... People hurt. To the point of I don't even know how a person could hurt another person so much. Maybe it's emotionally, spiritually. I don't know what that looks like, Lord, and I, don't, I haven't dealt with some of that stuff, so I, I don't pretend to even be in their shoes, but Lord, I know that pain is real. And I know it hurts so bad sometimes that it's so hard to move forward or even to begin to think about a future. But God, I feel your presence in this room right now. and I believe you're doing a work, that you're starting us on this process of forgiveness, that we have a part to play in this, that that we do have to make a choice to pardon as we have been pardoned. And so today, God, I pray for all my friends that just slipped their hand in the air just a moment ago that you would give them the courage to continue that process. That it doesn't just stop today with a pretty prayer, Lord. No, no, no. But it, starts to, it continues tomorrow as they start to write down some of these areas where they need to pardon people from. And then they look over them and, and maybe they cry over them and they deal with them and they pray over this. God bless them. Be with them. Give them strength through this process. Give them strength not to sweep it under the rug and to try to carry it into their future any longer. Give them strength to deal with it today so they can walk into tomorrow free from all the burdens and the pain of the past. And Lord, we're going to be quick to give you all the glory and the honor and the praise When we feel that freedom, when we understand that we've been set free from all of that, Lord, we understand that we did our part, but we also know that it takes you involved in it, and you've given us strength that we couldn't have on our own. And so we will acknowledge that quickly, Lord, and we honor you today, and we bless your holy name, for it's in Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow, what an honor it is. Thank you for being such an amazing audience. Go with the Lord today. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you right back in the house on Wednesday night. God bless you.